I need you all to stand up. Sometimes up. Sometimes. <laughs> hey, we're supposed to have fun in church, right? Hey, laugh about it. It's pastor's mistake, okay? Stand up. I want, I want, I want, I want you to uh, share this scripture, and I want you to say it out loud. It's very, very important. We need to say these scriptures, and I'll probably be doing this every Sunday. Remember what Jesus said. They have ears, they can hear. They have eyes, they cannot see. But he said, blessed are your eyes, because they can see. And your ears, because they can hear. And I need you to confess this. Let me tell you this. There is no way a man hears from God directly. Very few times. When God spoke unto a man who has the right heart, there is so much force from heaven that will compel you to obey if your heart is right. Regardless of where you are, if your heart is right and you are searching for the true God, when God speaks to you and you hear it, the power is delivered to you for obedience. And the reward follows your obedience. Because when you hear, faith is born. And when faith is born, faith motivates you into action. And then God rewards the action. Amen? I'd like you to read, say this scripture with me. Psalm 50 verse 4 and 5. And we have to say it out loud. Say it out loud. The Lord, come on with me. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear would you all say it with me, please? <laughs> Am I getting too fast? Oh, it's not up there? Okay. See? Pastors make mistakes, right? Okay, let's go again. Can we start from the beginning again? Hey, you guys have fun on my expense. Okay, that's fine. Let's start again. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Father, we thank you for your word. Minister to our hearts this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens me morning by morning. Sometimes we need God's awakening. We need an awakening in our hearts. It, we need it daily. Because before long, we were hot, now we're getting cold. So God awakens us morning by morning and he gives us ears 
to hear. And when that happens, we can never be rebellious and you never turn away. You never turn away. The fourth part is for the preacher. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned. So I know to speak, how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. I cannot depend on my own understanding. I cannot depend on my wisdom. God has to give me the tongue of the learned so I know what to say that will help the one who is weary. Today I'm speaking about faith in action. Faith in action. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, he says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. The word that they heard did not profit them, because it was not mixed with faith. The word that they heard did not profit them. What he's saying is, every time you hear the word of God, you stand a chance of profiting. The word of God is for your profiting. And if you are not profiting from God's word, it's because you have not mixed faith with the word that you've heard. But when you hear a word from God, faith is born in your heart. And when faith is born in your heart, faith will move you into action. And when the action is completed, the blessings will flow. So, faith is a very powerful motivating force. Once there is faith in your heart, you will act. If there is no natural evidence of faith in a person's life, you are not dealing with biblical faith. If you cannot see faith in action in the natural, one way or the other, you are not dealing with the kind of faith that God works with. Faith is a motivating force. That's why James 2 verse 18 tells us, faith without works is dead. There is what is called dead faith, and there is living faith. Dead faith and living faith. Anything that dead cannot produce is dead. When you have dead faith, that's faith without action, that will not produce. You're not going to get anything from God. You're not going to get anything from anybody. Because you got dead faith. Living faith will always produce. Because behind living faith is the force that motivates you into action. Living faith will motivate you into actions that will always please God. Amen. When you have God's, God's faith in your heart, you are motivated to do whatever it is that pleases God. 
you hear it and you do it, it pleases God and God blesses you. Faith will always move you into action. So if you are not acting, some form of action, natural, something we can see, some kind of natural evidence that there is faith there, God cannot see it, and so nothing is going to happen. Remember the story? They brought a man through the roof, you remember? Who was paralyzed. And it says, and when Jesus saw their faith, you mean you can see faith? Yes. By their action, he saw their faith. And immediately he responded, Son, your sins are forgiven you. I know you came for healing, but there's something bigger than that. I'll forgive you first and I'll heal you as well. It moves God into action. Faith pleases God. But faith without action is dead and dead faith displeases God. Amen. So we have to have a living faith that pleases God. You remember the story? Faith will always act. When you hesitate with regards to faith, God's no, most time, God's no longer there. We are going to go around the wilderness another time to get back. And if you don't get it, well, let's go back again. Until you get it. Jesus looked at the man with paralyzed hand. Withered hand, he says. And he said to him, stretch out your hand. He didn't say, I'm healing you now, son. Can you feel it? That's what we're looking for. I feel it. Wow. No. There was no feeling. He just said, stretch out your hand. He never, told, he never said a word like, I'm healing you now, son. All he said to him, the word. Stretch out your hand. And there was faith in his heart. He said, that's the son of God. He said to stretch out my hand. Most of us will say, what did you just say? Stretch, my hand is withered. I can do that. Everybody knows I can do that. You try to justify your position of unbelief. I see that in church. I'm just going to tell it as it is. <laughs> Keep telling it as it is and you stay where you are. But act on God's word and see God's work work. The man just looked and he said, and he stretched it out. And the hand was restored and became just like the other hand. When was it restored? When he acted on the faith. I found that secret. So whenever I'm praying for the sick, after I've prayed for them, I tell them, do what you couldn't do before. I don't tell them they are acting in the faith. Amen. And every time they do that, God heals them. And every time they hesitate, we will be there for another five, seven to ten, one hour praying for them, trying to get them to act. When I want to act in faith, I, I no fear. Because faith, through faith, moves you to act without fear, with such boldness. You don't even consider what people are thinking. They're not there as far as you're concerned. You are being moved by the word of God alone. And what they are thinking and whether they will criticize you, whether it will work or it will not work, that's not your concern. I'm going to obey God. When I pray for those that are deaf, and I put my finger in their ear, because I, I saw Jesus do that. 
he did that, right? And put the finger in the ear, and after that, I don't just say, oh, I hope this person can hear. Because by the grace of God, after reading the Word of God, spending time with the Word of God, I know it's going to happen. And so right after I've done that, I do my finger this way. And when they do this, yes, he confirms it. Well, that's pastor. No, that's not just pastor. Every one of us can do that. It just, you have, can I say that? Dead face. (laughs) You haven't acted on it. Why don't you act on it and see what God will do? Act on it and see what God will do. If you are looking for a baby you are afraid, go out and buy stuff. If you need to take care of the baby, the baby is going to be on his way. That's acting your faith. It's so simple. Don't, let, let's not make it too complicated. Just act the faith. If after praying you are still crying, I can tell. You got dead faith. Amen. We shouldn't say amen to something like that. <laughs> Instant obedience to God's word pleases him. You cannot obey God without faith. Because for the most part, what he's telling you to do in natural realm don't make sense. Some people feel even foolish. Pastor, you mean if I say these words and I'll go to heaven now? Yes. Doesn't make sense to you, but it's the truth. You won't feel it until you've said it. And you're acting on it. And then the feelings will come to confirm that God is really in your life. And I don't have to tell you, you know it. If you ask me, am I saved? My answer will be no. Because if you're saved, you know it. It's going to be down there in your heart. When you act on it, instant obedience. What is really, what our problem really is for us, including myself, our greatest problem is delayed obedience. That sees no miracle. Delayed obedience. The reason is because we're not rooted in faith. Delayed obedience is the major problem. When God says something, act on it. When God says to give, act on it. It may not make sense. It may make you uncomfortable. But that's God that spoke to you. There is a reason why he's asking you to do something that makes you uncomfortable. That's beyond you. That doesn't make sense. There is a reason why he's telling you to do it. And if you delay your obedience, you miss it totally. And most times God will find another person. And that's bad. But when God tells you something that doesn't make sense, act on it. And then you will see the miracle. That's the way faith works. Faith in action. God loves it. When you act on God's word, he knows because he knows we are men. He knows how we think. He knows how we feel. 
But then he's giving us an opportunity to walk into the miraculous. And he knows we don't understand that. But if you take, you step out by faith, it will work. Just like Jesus said to Peter when he was asking, Can I come, Master, if that's your voice? Can I walk on water with you? And Jesus' word was, Yeah, I made it solid now. You can walk. No, he said, Come. And immediately he jumped into and walked. Faith, instant action. There will be no split second. God will be right there. Peter didn't do this. You see, who is he shaking? Who I'm shaking it out. Jesus keeps saying, come. Oh, he's going to say, it's water. Nobody walks on water. You can come. But he stepped out. And that's what God wants us to do. You step out. Once you hit the water, it's already solid before you get there. No split second. When you obey God. Our greatest problem is delayed obedience. When God has told us something. Let me show you something with you. The clearest sign of, of uh, faith in a man's heart is obedience. And when there is no obedience, biblical faith is not there. You read the story of Abraham. And I'm going to read this to you later, but... Abraham was already 99 years old. 99 years old. He was 75 when God promised him a son. They tried and they got Ishmael later. When God spoke to him, Ishmael was already 13 years old. And Abraham thought, we got it, this is the son. And God called Abraham and said, now you are not going to be called Abraham anymore. From now on, your name is going to be called Abraham, the father of many nations. Abraham had no problem with that. He was thinking Ishmael. Through Ishmael, we got all of this. And then God said to him, I'm going to make my covenant with you. I'm going to make my covenant with you. It's going to be an everlasting covenant. And he said to Abraham, and now uh, Sarah, your wife, she was called Sarai. She said, well, I don't want you calling her that name anymore. She's going to be called Sarah because she's going to be mother of many nations. That was news for Abraham. Abraham, <laughs> he laughed and said, ah, is this going to really happen? Sarah is going to be uh, 90 years old and I'm already 100, about 100 when this the kid is born, I'll be a hundred. And he says, God, why don't you bless Ishmael? You are making a mistake here, God. Bless Ishmael. And God replied, yes, I'll bless Ishmael. I'll make, him, I'll make great nations out of him. But my covenant will be with Isaac. Isaac, that's going to come from Sarah. And then he told Abraham, this is the mark of the covenant. That I'm going to have with you. Every male in your house. Whether the ones that are servants in your home. Or born to you. Born to the servants in your home. Every single male in your house. Must be circumcised. Now I'm going to read from this. is all from Genesis 17. Now I'm showing you. What faith is like. When God told Abraham, yes, I understand the Ishmael thing, but it's going to be Isaac. You call his name Isaac. He had no more question. 
and this is what, after God spoke to him, it says in verse 22, Then he finished talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. So Abraham took Ishmael his son, all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskins, that very same day. That very same day. And it says, and Abraham was 99 years old. Can you imagine a man being circumcised at 99? Abraham got home and got a hold of his knife. And said, oh, you guys come up, man. <laughs> All of you. The same day. No question. Many of us will say, that was the devil that spoke to me. How can this happen? You mean all of us? Everyone is going to be suffering with pain? Those were the men that fought with him when he went to deliver Sodom. You remember that? The same soldiers, everyone. You can't be more vulnerable, uh, uh, more vulnerable than after this thing is taking place. You can't fight. You can't even move very well. I didn't ask you to laugh that loud, buddy. But he will obey God because he believed the God that spoke to him. That's faith. The same day, not another day, the same day he was ready to do it. That's why he's called the father of faith. Don't analyze. He didn't analyze it, didn't care. He just, God said, I'm going to do it. That's faith. You can also read in Genesis chapter 12. And you can read from verse 1. Go down. God told Abraham, come out from your father's house to a place that I want to show you. And he said, I'm going to bless you. I mean, he talked to him. And then what you say, the next thing, Abraham, he moved everything and he was gone. That's why God says Abraham is his friend. Because he was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. I'm going to read another story for you. And I'll close with this today. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1-3. It says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Guess what? It's a test. It's a test. When do students take tests? And why do they take tests? For promotion, right? If you pass. If you don't pass the test, you stay back there. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. When God asks you to do something, it's a test. To see whether you will obey him. And if you really heard him, you will act on it. He says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Why does he have to tell him that? <laughs> Let him know, you really love this boy. 
is your only son. But God wanted to tell him, I want you to kill him. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Guess what Abraham did? So Abraham rose early the next morning. He had to prepare. He rose early the next morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, the one that's going to be sacrificed. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to the place of which God had told him. Again, you see this consistency with Abraham. He goes immediately. Even if it doesn't make sense. Even if it's going to make him uncomfortable. All you have to do is make sure you hear from God. You see, the word of God is telling us a lot that we can do. It gave us two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, everything that you are. And then it says to love your neighbor as yourself. Just those two commandments. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to love God with all your heart? Is there something you want to keep back from God? Are you going to do that today? Would you immediately say, God, I'm willing. You see, you don't have the power to do it. There is the spirit word and there is the word in the Bible. Jesus said, the word that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. When you hear the word of God speaking directly to you, that's the spirit word. He He births faith in your heart. If you cannot respond to God without fear of what anyone thinks, that's because all you've just heard is just words. But when the Spirit of God is speaking to you, faith is born in your heart and you don't care what anybody thinks. Your mother, your brother, your wife, your sister, your husband, you don't care. You just want to go. You are pulled by this powerful force to obey Him. And nothing can stand in your way Even if it means killing your son, I'm ready to go. God has said. And I know, I don't understand it, but there is something good that's going to come out of it. The Bible says Abraham didn't think about it. He says, well, God said to kill him, he can bring him back to life. That was faith. That's why he he could care less. He knew if he killed him, God has already told him, that's the child that's going to bring the many nations. Right? Put two and two together. (laughs) He wants me to kill him. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then later I'll ask him, where is this in Isaac? You will be blessed. And I'll remind him through eternity that he said a word and he never kept it. He knew God was going to bring him back up. So he could kill us. When God gives you a word, there is a reason. He's testing you. And if you pass that test, he blesses you. How many people have been tested today? The first test, are you going to turn everything to God and say, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. All eyes closed. We're going to be praying to Jesus pretty soon. 
in obedience. But if you're here this morning and you feel, I have not really in my heart, I've not completely turned everything up to Jesus. I want to do that this morning. If you're here this morning at the count of three, all I need you to do, and the Father is watching, Jesus is watching, all I need you to do is lift your hand up, just raise your hand up quickly and put it back down. One, two, three, put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I know you're sincere. Stand up with me this morning. We're going to say a prayer to our God today. Say with me, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to the world. Today, I surrender my life totally to my God. Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. By your grace, I will serve you. I will worship you with all my being. Thank you, Father, for accepting me into your family today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. I appreciate you for making, saying that prayer to the Lord. And if you really mean business with God, just like I'm praying for the businesses, I want you to check from your connection card. Please take that connection card. And check my decision today. If you're reconnecting with God or you, this is the first time, let me know. And I'll have that. I love to pray about those things. And I'm praying for every one of us. Daily, I pray for our church members. And it's a joy in my heart. And I tell the Lord, because the Bible says, The riches of the glory of His inheritance in you as His own. And so I know you are His inheritance. So I tell the Lord daily, please God, bless your inheritance at the Ark Fellowship. You promise to bless them. Bless your inheritance at the Ark Fellowship. And I believe God's hearing my prayer. Amen. And you are truly blessed. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are truly blessed. And that's the truth. And that's the truth. Amen. Amen. She says she has a word. You want to say it? Yeah. The Lord showed me that there's somebody on this side of the building. I don't know who. That your answer is going to come today. Your answer will come today. You're waiting for an answer. Okay? Amen. Amen. Now, Let's trust God. We're going to be taking our offering. Please come. Please be seated. We'll do that briefly. Feel that. Uh, it's always very important that we worship God with our offering. That's one of the commitments that we have to Him. So that the gospel of God can be preached. It's because of your bill, your, your offerings and your tithes that we are able to start a church in Nigeria. We have a, a church in Calvert. Pastor Roy is over there. We have a television ministry in Nigeria. 
that's reaching out to a lot of people and we are getting calls that the people are truly enjoying the television ministry and it's all because of your obedience to God. Let me say something that as, I, as we go into the offering. Please, you can think it, but don't say it. Whatever or however you feel, if it's contrary to what God says in His Word, please don't say it. He's listening. Because every word that you say, He hears. The Bible says everyone is going to give an account for the words that you've spoken on the earth. If your thoughts contradict what God says, you can think it, you can talk, tell Him if that's the way you feel. But don't voice it out for anyone to hear. Because you give birth to it and your word will be stout against Him. Amen? Let's give to our God. It's a blessing to give to God's work. Are we ready to give? If you are a visitor, you, you, if, you, if you are not obligated to give, that's what I wanted to say. But if you want to give as a child of God, please give. It's not about money. We want to serve God. Amen? It's a service. This is worship to our God. Would you raise your offering up to the Lord? And if you've already filled your card, please put the card in the offering basket, uh, uh, bucket as well. L- lift your offering up to the Lord this morning. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for the privilege of giving to your work. We give you praise. It is truly a privilege. Spirit of the living God, we ask that you receive this offering from us. Naturally, we give it to the church, but spiritually, you're receiving us. And I ask that you bless our offerings and bless our lives according to your promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please stand up with me this morning. How many believe you are God's inheritance? How many believe God will take care of his inheritance? Nobody can steal from God. Amen? He's taking care of you, He's taking care of your family. Always believe your family is blessed. Good things are coming your way, especially those that committed their lives to the Lord Jesus today. He is with you. He'll never forget you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You are truly blessed of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.